everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Columbus, Georgia, and it is time for the tea. Tea Time with Dr. Tarver was created as a resource for people to work toward being the best possible version of yourself. It is not intended to be a substitute for therapy, but more of additional resources that a person can use on their wellness journey to be the best version of themselves. So as I discussed last week, this month is Women's History Month, and so we're going to be focusing on issues related to women. And of course, uh, it was International Women's Day on March 8th. And one of the platforms of this movement is to choose to challenge, to choose to challenge gender bias. What am I going to do to commit to doing things that promote equity? in my community, in my world. So the topic for today is going to come out of a few different things going on in the media right now. But one is the interview with Oprah Winfrey and Meghan Markle and, and Prince Harry. Uh, the other is the allegations against um, Governor Cuomo, Cuomo there in New York. So the topic for today is, well, what did you expect? questioning and dismissing the experiences of women. So by now you have seen um, at least parts of the interview with Oprah uh, and Meghan Markle describes what uh, just sounds like a very painful and traumatic experience for her of dealing with racism to the point of her being suicidal and not being allowed to be able to get the help that she needed, which, which led to part of why her and Prince Harry chose to denounce their role um, and step away and move, right? And, and she has caught a lot of flack for that interview, but also just even prior to this, that decision. And, and what, what comments do we see? What comments do we hear? She's a gold digger. She knew what she was getting into. She just wants attention. Um, we also, as we have been talking about these allegations against Governor Andrew Cuomo, have heard him say in his, uh, what I guess he would describe as an apology, was that he tends to make jokes and he's playful and um, maybe those things uh, rubbed people the wrong way and he didn't realize he was making people uncomfortable. And then we get into comments like, oh, she's too sensitive, she can't take a joke. Uh, he didn't mean it that way. Uh, and, and Governor Cuomo has caught a lot of flack for those comments because they appear to be very dismissive of these women's experiences. Um, there is nothing funny about uh, sexually harassing someone. But what do we do when women come forward? Let's give some examples even of when women come forward who say they have been raped or, or um, abused by someone who has celebrity status. And what is the first thing we do? We start attacking the woman. Look at her. Why would he want her? He could have anyone he wants. Why? What was she expecting when she went over there? Like that's a common one that, that I hear. Um, when college women come forward and talk about assault that has happened to them on college campuses or around college campuses, what are the questions asked? What was she wearing? Well, how much did she have to drink? Well, maybe it was consensual, 
and now she's just embarrassed about it. So she's making up these allegations. I knew someone this happened to and that girl was lying about what happened. Even when our young girls come forward in families and they are talking about a family member molesting them or something that happened, coach or uh, someone in a, in a ministry group, what do we say? Well, you know that little girl is fast. She wears them little short shorts and them little tight skirts. What happens in the family stays in the family. Are you trying to ruin the family? What are you doing, right? And this, this little girl, she shipped off or she shunned. And we make excuses for the perpetrator. When women stay in relationships that they later describe as abusive when they're able to be able to get free from these relationships, well, well why did you stay in it so long? That was one of the things that came out when Andrea Kelly was talking about her marriage to R. Kelly. Uh, she's just trying to get money. She's just trying to get um, some fame right now because she's not popular anymore since she's not with him. Right? Even when a woman comes forward about there's harassment in her workplace or that she's underpaid or discriminated against in her workplace as a mother. Well, why did you stay there? I worked there. That never happened to me. I've interacted with that person. They've never said anything appropriate to me. Immediately, we go to this place of questioning this woman's experiences, dismissing her being assaulted, dismissing her experience, even with a healthcare provider. We know that there are disparities in health when it comes to women. Uh, women often who have a history of anxiety, when they go into their provider's office, their symptoms are often dismissed as anxiety, even if there are other underlying conditions going on. Or if they have a chronic health condition, then they're dismissed as everything being related to this chronic health condition. We know that there are disparities in the mortality rates of infants, particularly among women of color, right? So these things we have documented evidence of, but yet and still, initially, we go to this place of blame. We assume people are lying or exaggerating the truth. Why is it so easy for us to question a woman? And, and, and I wanna be clear, these comments are made by both men and women. These are not just comments made by men. Women often are made to, be, to feel ashamed or, or silenced, invisible, attacked, demeaned, degraded, disregarded when they come forward or when they even go to talk to a provider. Um, women are, are undervalued in their workplace. We know they're, they're mistreated, but yet we still question. So let's talk about what's underneath these questioning behaviors. So I don't think we can have this conversation without having a conversation about rape culture. Um, and, and part of rape culture is that we normalize and glorify and also excuse sexual violence. This becomes something that almost is an expectation for people. Um, so it becomes no big deal. I talked last week about what happens when we're in environments and we see someone being abused um, sometimes we'll say, hey, I don't want to get involved in that. That's not my business. Sometimes we'll say, well, that's how you have to handle them. We've seen this even depicted in movies. Uh, one of my favorite movies, The Color Purple, even has a scene that highlights that. Oh, yeah, you got to beat them in order for them to be submissive. Uh, we often think about sex being violent. We watch violent pornography. We see sexual violence in movies. It's arousing to some people. And so this begins to be our expectation of what sex should look like. 
Also, this misogynistic language. These jokes, uh, Governor Cuomo, to his credit, um, these jokes that happen often in the workplace. Uh, that's what she said. Um, uh, she must be on a period. Uh, you know, well, look at what she's wearing. She likes that kind of attention. The, these boys will be boys, this very dismissive um, kind of culture of not holding our boys accountable or our men accountable. Um, this perception that you're acting like a girl or you're being a woman um, or a woman is acting like a B-I-T-C-H. Like these are very common things that undergird some of these dismissive and questioning behaviors. We objectify women's bodies. Uh, and again, this is men and women. Uh, even in terms of breastfeeding, women get a lot of negative attention and this movement is, is, is um, changing, thankfully about breastfeeding. Oh, that's sexual, right? So we have uh, taken something that is a process of life, a mother feeding, nurturing her baby to be sexualized because it's a breast. And so these ways that we look at women, we talk to women about their reproductive rights. We want to have so much control over how women express themselves, even in music. So we, women uh, get a lot of negative attention when they make videos where they describe their sexuality and they have control over their sexuality, then it's, oh, you're being a garden utensil. Uh, but but men can have playboys and, and go to go to clubs and objectify women. But if a woman takes a stance on her own body, then then it becomes an issue. We also do this thing where we victim blame. And and part of why we blame a victim, it's your fault, what were you wearing? Uh, well, why'd you go over there? You knew what was going to happen when you went over there. What did you expect? Part of it is because we want to put distance between ourselves and being a victim. So we blame other people. So it makes us feel more comfortable like, oh, that can't happen to me because um, I'm not going to be out running early in the morning and, and get attacked while I'm trying to get exercise in in the morning because uh, uh, you shouldn't have been out in the morning getting exercise or, uh, well, why'd you go to the bathroom by yourself or why did you go? Um, to that 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 uh, bar by yourself, right? So I, if I put some distance between myself and those behaviors, then it makes me feel safe. Um, but in the meantime, I'm attacking this person who was victimized. We also have a tendency to project onto people the parts of ourselves that we don't like, right? We do this a lot with our children when they're mouthy, knowing that they learned that from us. Um, but we all do, also do that when it comes to women. So when we're resentful, when we're anxious, when we're, when we're um, jealous, right? When, when we are not in a place where we value ourselves very much, we lack confidence. Uh, we often project this onto other women. We'll give them these attributes. So when they come forward in this story um, that they're describing their experience, then we begin to start describing how they must be, right? The characteristics they must have. We don't know these people but we have identified with them. We don't realize we are, it's an unconscious thing. Um, but I see me and you. And so I'm talking about these negative aspects of myself, but I'm projecting that onto you. We also know that there's implicit bias that's underneath um, gender bias, right? So these things we have internalized about women that lead to the stereotypes we have of women uh, what are some of these biases? Women are weak, women are dependent, women are clingy. 
Uh, women can be B-I-T-C-H's. Uh, women are meant to be sexualized. Uh, women are there for reproductive purposes. Women are emotional. Um, women like having sex. They want to be controlled. They want a man to um, take hold of them. They like a little violence. You have to handle them. That's, that's what they want. They want us to take charge as men. Uh, women should, should not lead. They should serve. Um, and, and we also think about women as being very sensitive, which is um, why we're easily able to dismiss them because, oh, well, you're drama queen. Everything is a big deal to you. And so it allows us to be able to justify silencing women by stating that they have these characteristics um, that mean that they can't think logically and clearly, so we, we need to think for them. Um, and, and often people don't realize that, right, because it's implicit bias. I don't realize I have these biases. As a woman, I don't even realize I have these biases toward other women. But I make those same statements. I've made, I've made those statements uh, to, to my son. Hey, stop acting like a girl, right? We have these things that we have learned. We say these things about women that pass by us. We make these, these assumptions about women by how they dress, right? How many partners they've had. We, we have them there. We often just don't acknowledge that they are. And then on the other side of that, we have this positive bias toward people who have money, toward people who are professionals, we give a lot of credit to our, our healthcare providers. We give a lot of credit to attorneys. We give a lot of, of credit to, to celebrities, to people in public office. And so we think, oh, this is a good person. They clearly wouldn't do these things that they're being accused of. This person must be a harlot, right? So it is easy for us to, because we like people who are attractive, people who have wealth, right? This is, these are the things we associate with good characteristics with. <laughs> it is funny how um, these material things and these very superficial things we think lead to moral character, but, but this is the bias that we have. And we also have a bias about mental health. So if you have a mental health condition, we have a bias that you're not able to make good decisions. Um, we have a bias that, that uh, you have a tendency to exaggerate and not tell the truth. I'm not sure where that connection came from, but it speaks to that there is something flawed about you. If you talk about mental health weakness, right? I've seen in a lot of the comments, people saying, well, why are you even talking about that? You shouldn't even be bringing that up. That should be private because there's so much stigma around mental health. So instead of me saying how brave you must be for being able to talk about your mental health, I'm saying that you're weak, and this is an example of how you're weak because you're talking about your business in front of other people. What would be the point of that? The point of that is challenging the systems that we have created that don't make it safe for people to talk about the things that they have experienced, um, but we'll get to that. So what we have done is we have created a society that disregards women's rights and safety and places value on things outside of being a woman, being a man, for example, but also being a person in status or in power, right? All of these things come before you, woman, having basic rights to fair pay, fair treatment, 
being able to be heard, being able to be valued. So what do we do about this, right? So if we are wanting to commit to making a change, we are challenging ourselves to be able to do something to begin to dismantle gender bias. What can we do? First of all, let's be mindful of our language. Um, you know, I, I, I talk about social media gangsters, people that get on there and they've got comments about everything and they're attacking these people they have no knowledge about and they are so wise about what is going on in other people's lives. Be careful about what you post. Be careful about what you say. Think about if this were me, it is a very scary process to come forward to talk about if you've been assaulted because we know, we know without a doubt, you're going to be questioned. You're going to be interrogated and it's going to turn into being about your character, what you've posted, what you've worn, who you've been involved with, right? It gets off of the perpetrator. So there is bravery in that and we need to honor people's experience by just hearing them non-judgmentally. Why do I feel like I have to be judge and jury when someone comes forward and says something happened to them? Why can't I just go to this place of empathy for their experience, even if it's not my own or more importantly, even if it, even if it is, and I received negative messages when I came forward and shared my experience. Speak out if you hear somebody making a joke, trivializing, rape, making snide remarks about women that come forward. We, we really like to demean and discredit women by talking about their appearance. That's one of the ways we try to be dismissive of a woman's experience. Challenge people about that. Why is it about what she looks like, what she was wearing, what she had to drink, what, what she used in terms of substances? Why is that the issue? As opposed to there's somebody that potentially violated her space. Right. So let's get the facts first. Let people come forward, share their story and have an investigation. Hopefully one that's not biased. Uh, that's also something we need to do is commit to the training of our officers, our our legal people so that they are making sure that they're following the protocols that will allow someone to have a safe and fair trial and not be on trial for their character. If anyone comes forward and says they've been assaulted, molested, taken advantage of in their workplace, mistreated by a medical professional, you take that seriously. Everything should be investigated. This is part of training that we do in work environments with companies is you take every allegation seriously. You follow the same protocol for every allegation. There should not be differences made because it's a woman who says something about a man who's in a higher position or a woman that's in a higher position I don't want you all to make an assumption that women don't assault other women because that happens as well. So whatever the allegation is made, we want to take that seriously. Kind of challenge yourself about what you receive in the media about who women are, who men are, the things that build those biases or things that um, form the stereotypes that we have that goes back into gender roles and who men and women are, how, how we talk about relationships, how we see violence. Those are things that we, we need to make adjustments to. We want to be respectful of people's space. And we want to teach that at an early age. We want to talk to our girls and our boys about respecting people's space, not touching people. We're in this, I've talked about this before, this culture, particularly in the South, 
where we want to hug people and touch people, not respecting whether or not that's comfortable for them. We don't have to be touching folks all the time. We can smile at people uh, and they can still feel the warmth of that, that greeting without you having to put your hands all on them, right? And, and as soon as we normalize space, that's going to take away from a lot of these dynamics. As soon as we normalize gender neutral language, right? So instead of us saying policeman, right? Stewardess, flight attendant, police person, male person, right? So we even those little small things where we don't begin to assign again and reinforce these gender roles of women can only be in certain things and men can only be in certain things secretary, right? No, administrative person. So these are things we can teach our kids at young ages. We also want to let survivors know that it is not their fault. So we get out of this whole victim blaming thing. It is not your fault that somebody violated your space, violated your body, didn't respect your boundaries, mistreated you, didn't give you the medical care you needed and deserved, dismissed you. That's not your fault. We need to get out of this culture of letting perpetrators off, right? So again, we go back to this, this negative bias that we have toward the, the woman, the victim in the situation, and then we have uh, this positive bias toward this perpetrator. Well, they were, they were drunk or they were, right? So why am I excusing their behavior? I'm, I'm putting this woman on the cross, nailing her, but I'm giving this, this person that violated her all of this grace. So we're, we don't need to be justifying people's behaviors. You always want to communicate, and this goes to talking about our bodies. We always want to communicate to our partner what our boundaries are, what's comfortable for us. So you do not have to ever be in a position where you're doing something that's uncomfortable for you. And, and people that are initiating sex with partners, ask questions. You see somebody just laying there like people aren't just laying there because they're enjoying the experience. Check in with people. I talk about enthusiastic consent, right? That's the way that you know somebody wants to be in the space. They're engaged. They're tracking. They're looking at you, right? They're touching you. They're not just laying there stiffly, rigid. That's an indication that something is wrong and that it's on you person to stop at any point. Um, Define your own manhood or womanhood. Like you do not have to live in, in the masculine toxi um, toxicity. You don't have to li live in the space of being um, passive, right? So there are ways you define yourself. What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? What are the characteristics that I want to have? What are the strengths I want to have? What are my skills? What are my gifts, right? Does not have to be linked to sexual prowess. Does not have to be linked to sexuality at all for me to define who I am in that space. Be an active bystander. When you see something, say something, right? We want to offer compassion to people. We want to hear people and recognize that even if I wouldn't have responded in this way, this is how this person is responding. This is how that affected them. It is not a weakness to get to the point of considering suicide. It is simply a reflection of how things got to a point where you felt so desperate you were trying to escape so much pain that you thought taking your life was the only way to get you out of that situation. That is not something to be made fun of. That is not something to, to dismiss. That is someone's pain. 
and, and hopefully you don't ever get to a point in your life where you experience that kind of pain. But if you do, I do hope that you are received in a better way that people have been receiving. Meghan Markle and I'm sure some other people have stories uh, themselves. Self-awareness, you gotta do your part. Empathy, we have to learn to be more kind and understanding. Again, I don't have to have walked in your shoes to be able to recognize that they were uncomfortable, okay? We have to consider the experiences of people that are different from us. We come from this place of thinking that people think like us, people respond like us. Well, I have never had those problems. You need to buck up, be tough, right? Well, guess what? Everybody has that thing that can break them. You just haven't had that thing yet in your life. Mama used to say, just keep living, right? And you'll experience some things. So be mindful that just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean you can't. So let's be kind to people that have. We want to address the infant and mortality rates, particularly in our women of color. We want to challenge gender stereotypes every single day. We don't want to just let stuff pass. Don't, don't let stuff slide by. We don't have to make those kind of jokes to be able to connect with each other. We are so much better than that. We've outgrown those things. So yes, we utilize some other, other skills that we have when we're talking to people, right? We also want to close this healthcare gap that we have with our women. And we want to close the gap in education we have with our girls. And we're talking about some, some things that need to happen um, in our educational systems and our healthcare systems. And we have the right to be able to influence those types of changes. When we elect our public officials, when we get on school boards, Right? When we go to the, the PTO meetings, we, we get a chance to influence that. So use your voices. We want to increase employment opportunities. Right now, we know we're trying to get minimum wage up to $15. Advocate for that. Advocate. We can, I know that we are worried about small businesses being able to pay their employees that rate. We are creative folks. This pandemic has taught us a lot about creativity, how to maximize resources, how to eliminate things that we don't need to be able to cut costs so that we can make sure we give our employees what they deserve in terms of their benefit. We wanna be respectful of women and men um, who have children and who need to leave and not um, characterize them as problematic employees as, as women because they can get pregnant or because they have children. There's a lot of discrimination that occurs because uh, women have children. How do we challenge these assumptions, right? So what do, what do we do? Um, one, we want to make sure that we are enforcing laws that we have. Um, so if there is gender-based discrimination that's happening, we want to make sure that we take that up the chain and that people are punished. They're, they're removed from positions, right? If there's legal action that needs to occur, that we do that. We follow through with the letter of the law when there is sexual harassment in the workplace. Those are the ways that we can challenge these assumptions. Um, but also we want to make sure that the information that we are receiving, that we're giving our children, challenges those stereotypes. So we're looking at movies, we're reading books, we're looking at artwork, we're checking our language as we talked about before. We are not saying, oh, girls, you're pretty, boys, you're strong. Um, we are giving them a variety of compliments about who they are as people. We are nurturing their talents and their gifts, and we are not limiting those talents and gifts to things that are gender-based, right? So yes, boy, if you wanna dance, then you should be able to dance. 
Yes, girl, if you want to rock climb, you ought to be able to rock climb. That's what you want to do. You can play with trucks, little girl. You can play with dolls, little boy. And that we get out of these um, very old, and again, this speaks to the toxic masculinity piece, very old, narrow scope of, okay, well, my boy will turn out to be gay um, as, as this negative, like he's going to be punished because he engages in things that maybe when I was growing up, boys didn't do. We've got to dismantle those things. Boys and girls can do both. They can play dress up. Um, they can be creative. They can nurture their, uh, uh, we can have girls being mechanics. We can, all of those things, right? So we're, we're giving them a variety of models and we have to acknowledge our own biases, right? So when they call us out, cause kids are, uh, they're so brave. Um, they'll challenge us like, well, uh, you just said something that I did. I need to check myself, right? Don't get defensive with them. Own your biases and let's address them. We want healthy, well-rounded, emotionally expressive children, which means I don't need to tell you to stop crying, toughen up your boy. I need to say, hey, let's talk about how you're feeling. So you can learn how to express that in a healthy way and not turn to substances or gambling or, or sexual addictions to be able to meet these voids you have in your life because people wouldn't show you love because they felt like it would make you soft, right? We wanna talk about roles in our families, how are, how are responsibilities distributed? And we wanna make sure that they're done in an equal and fair way based on characteristics that aren't related to our gender. Talk to kids about, about gender bias, give them examples. Talk to them about their gender views, right? So there may be some things that they're seeing at school that you can talk about. Check on them with their bias language. See how they are talking to their friends. Learn, teach them how to be advocates. Learn some skills that they can use in order to address things when they see them, right? We wanna make sure we're teaching our young people honor and strength, right? Integrity, these are characteristics that are important to them. Learning how to soothe themselves when they're in emotional distress being able to be in leadership positions, learning what those skills are to be a leader, regardless of their gender, talking to them about their fears, not being dismissive of those fears, making sure that they are around diverse people because that's what allows us to have more of an expanded understanding of the world and not these very narrow perspectives. Talk to them about their bodies, their sexual identity, healthy boundaries, being able to set that, being able to talk um, to other people about things that make them uncomfortable. These are some of the ways that we challenge gender bias. And I encourage each of you to advocate because everyone deserves to be seen, valued, respected, heard, right? So let's move away from this place of questioning and dismissing to this place of hearing and receiving, okay? Guys, be encouraged.